yo, yo, what's going on, Bro Talk Nation, man? It's your boy Eric here. Got my brother Jamarcus on, man. And tonight, 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 ah, man, we, I hate to tell y'all, but we about to uh, really dive into something, man. And uh, I'm going to keep it simple, silly, all right? Because <laughs> uh, sometimes we get, we get to doing a little too much in our walk, a little too much in our faith, and... Um, yeah, man, we about to keep it simple, silly, right? We're going to show y'all how God is going to keep it simple, silly. We're going to show y'all, like, it's all going to come together and make sense, man. But we do have some, some great testimonies for the weekend to go along with the message. So, hey, we're going to dive into it. But, hey, if you're out there on YouTube, uh, Anchor, Spotify, Helium, shouts out to Helium Radio for always broadcasting our podcast. But yeah, if y'all out there in listening land, please support, please love, please like, please share. And uh, yeah, man, let's go ahead and dive into it, bro. Man, what's going on, man? Uh, shout outs to the man upstairs himself, always blessing us, letting us come on here and do what we do, man. So, you know, always and far, uh, first, you know what I'm saying, give glory to God on our man. Shout out my bro, man, coming in with the new, the new headphone hookup, man. We always trying to upgrade and innovate ourselves over here, bro. Chalk, learn new stuff, man. Um, hey, like like my bro said, man, this is about to be something spectacular. We're hopping in a new series right now called No Ceilings. Um, gonna have some new and fresh stuff coming to y'all. Shout out, lit, shout out, Lil Wayne. That's where I got the lit, lit thing from. But it's about to really open up in this series, man. And in the first episode, man, we starting off with this. And you can see from the bottom, K-I-S-S, and that's not to my boy Jada Kiss, but K-I-S-S, man, keeping it simple, silly. Um, Because a lot of times um, in our walk with Christ and everything we do in life, we 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 add a lot of extra to what we're trying to do. And sometimes we just need to keep it simple, right? Um, pretty much, uh, man, if you out there, get ready for this one, all right? We... We are not, we ain't even knocking on the door. We kicking it down. Warren, sir, we in here. We ready to go, all right? Bro, I wanted to come, I didn't, I didn't get a chance to type it in, but the anchor verse we wanted to talk about, man, that's going to lead this entire, like, uh, series right now is Isaiah 49, 13, not the message version, all right? It literally reads, heavens, raise the roof. Earth, wake the dead. Mountains, send up the cheers. God has comforted his people he ha- he has tenderly nursed beaten up and beaten down people. That is the verse that's going to lead us throughout this entire like series. But I-, I wanted to like dive a little bit into that, bro, before we dive into like the real thing here. It literally says heavens raise the roof, right? And we're mm-hmm. talking about no ceilings. And I I wrote down like this is heaven, the highest of all the places is getting asked to raise the roof. So that literally lets you know that you have no ceilings when it comes to God's power, when it comes to his limits of what he can do. So like that, like setting the stage right there to no ceilings that we're asking heavens to raise the roof. Right. Then you mm-hmm. go on to talk about like how, um, you know, earth, like wake the dead and the mountains to send up cheers. That's just like showing like how much there's no limitations on what God can do, like throughout anything that he's doing in our life with his power, with his love, right? Earth, wake yeah, the yeah. dead. Like 
we're asking the earth to wake up and then the mountains to send up cheers. So this verse like really stuck out to me when I, you know, shot it over to you and was like, Hey man, I think this is the verse for the series right here. Like, so go in there and read that one, man. Let it speak to you on that one. But the verse for this episode is a deep one. It's out of Luke 14, 33, out the message version, right? If you can see inside this, this, the title that's going across your screen, it says, keep it simple, silly, right? So Luke 14, 33 literally says, simply put, right off the rip, simply put, right? If you're not willing to take what is dearest to you, what whether that's plans or people, and kiss it goodbye, you cannot be my disciple. Like, like we, like this one right here is stuck, bro. Cause you know, I was mm. here trying to find like a verse that had like kiss so I could do some wordplay or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, nope, keep it simple. Simply put, if you're not willing to take up what is dearest to you, whether that's plans or people and kiss that thing goodbye, you can't be my disciple. Like literally Jesus is saying right there, like, hey, bro, keep it simple. Like, why yeah. yeah, keep it simple. Yeah. And if you can't do that, then you can't follow me, bro. Like, I, I wanted to like that's that's the verse and turn it over to you real quick to let yeah, you like let's go in there before we like really get into it, bro. Hey, yo, that's perfect, man. That's a perfect yeah. verse right there because it takes us back to, I mean, the key word is simple. All right, we like to overcomplicate. God's word and dissected, and it means the those and the thous and the these and the shiristis not like that's complicated, right? Yeah, so that's why like for me, like when I know when I was a young kid trying to read the Bible, the those and the King James, my granddad had that big thick Bible, man. You know, the oh yeah, yeah. So the those and the thous didn't make sense to me. But see, as as the world, you know, moved forward in life. They created this thing called the amplified version. Ooh. Right? So you take the word, somebody took the word and simplified it. Right? So things in your life that's that chaos, those, those bad times, the, the money that you don't have. See, the issue that you're talking about can be simplified if you keep it simple. Silly. Right? <laughs> it's just, it's just like the, like we're gonna play on this word all night. Oh yeah. Just keeping it simple makes things easier in life. Right? God did what did God ask us to do? To believe. That's simple. He said to turn from your sin, repent. That's simple. He said to love thy neighbor. That's simple. Right? So in your walk, if you're stuck right now, just understand we're finna dive into some great stuff, but just keep it simple. Hey, I like that, man. I like how you uh like reference the old Bible. I can imagine my grandmother. I, I, hey, man, shout out to all the grandmas out there and uh hey, everybody. But everybody had their grandma that had the biggest Bible possible in the in the room that you're not supposed to go in. I remember my right. grandma had on the this big white Bible, like I'm talking <laughs> about huge underneath <laughs> this table that like yeah. No one would touch. And when I opened it up one time, like the words didn't even make sense. I didn't even know I was reading the Bible. I thought I was reading a, like a dictionary or something. But yeah, yeah. like, it, it, it's so crazy. But wow, wow. Real quick story on that, though. That's cool. When my grandmother passed away, right, my my, mm-hmm. my mom, my brother, my uncles and I told me a story when we got older, me and my cousin, like my grandma passed away and my family was dysfunctional. They didn't know what to do. Like no one knew how they was going to pay for funerals. 
No one knew like how, how we were going to get money for everything. And you know where they found their solution at? Yeah, yeah. In that yeah. big white Bible. Like they opened it up, not thinking they was going to find nothing. They was just opening it up to be open it. And my grandmother had simple instructions in there. Everything was paid for. All they had to do was follow one, two, three, and four. It was simple instructions. I, I wish my uncle and them could hop on here, like, because they would tell you, like, it was broken down to, like, the simplest form, bro. Yeah. And that's so crazy because all they had to do was open up the good book, right? Yeah. But, yeah. hey, bro, like you said, man, like, we're going to get on here. We're going to talk about how being simple is the way to be and how to keep it simple. And mm-hmm. I got to start off. We're going to start off this rough. I mean, it's going to get rough, bro, because sometimes we got to be broken down to, like, understand what we need to go through, right? That's what God is always doing. That's what Jesus is doing with us. And I want to tell another story about the day I had to help my mama move. I don't know if y'all had to help y'all mom ever move before. It's terrible. I tell my mom, anytime she's moving, don't call me. Make sure I am not in the city or in like in the vicinity. Because when my mom moves, she's the worst preparer to get ready to move. Like, if she called me over there and things were, like, kind of cleaned up, ready to get boxed up, it would be easier. But my mm-hmm. mom keeps things for no reason. Like, my <laughs> mom had a box of my schoolwork for fifth grade. Like, I'm talking about graded papers. And I was asking her, like, are you taking these with you? And she wow. was like, I just need them. I was like, mama, I made it. Like, I, I, <laughs> I, I we ain't got to go back to that report card no more. She yeah. had leases for cars that we don't even own no more and she was telling that she was keeping it because she in case she got audited and i'm like mom no people ain't coming for you so like my mom keeps things that don't need to be kept right and it made me started thinking about our lives bro and we talked about mm-hmm. this we talked about this before i need to let y'all know this point right now you're a hoarder we're all hoarders in life that's what we do like we hoard everything we keep all this clutter right and there was a show about this too i don't know if y'all ever remember it was Mm -hmm. forever buried alive the show was a painful look inside a disease that will bury its sufferers in whatever they were hoarding it was a show that showed people suffering because they was being buried in what they were hoarding right Mm -hmm. all caused by the fact of one tiny possession becomes a mountain of junk in their home. Or better yet, whatever tiny possession that you're holding on to that now has become a, a, a mountain of junk in your life, in your marriage, in your relationships, on the job. Mm-hmm. Whatever that tiny possession that you had has now become a mountain of junk. Let's say yeah. it was, you know what, let's be humble here. With me, it was control. It was a tiny possession of control for me that I was trying to control whatever happened to me in the past I hoarded it, and now it has become a mountain junk in my marriage, in relationships with my dad, with friends, with anybody. I was hoarding something that turned into a mountain of junk, bro. So I wanted yeah. to kick this off by saying how we are hoarding, bro. And I know you got a lot to put on this, bro. So I wanted to turn it over to you because you had you had this line on this one. I was nasty. So go ahead and kick that off, bro. Hey, hey man, so. I remember us talking about it, bro. And, yeah. uh, and we were talking about, you know, we were talking to sis, right? And we used the, we used the example of a house. Mm-hmm. If you are hoarding things in your life, if you are hoarding, like, you got a 
if you watch the show, right, they used to have like mountains of newspapers, mountains of old plastic bottles and all these different things, right? And the thing that stuck out to me is these people are living in these conditions to where it's so much stuff inside the house that you can't even operate correctly. Mm, that's good. Bro. You can't even move the way you normally could move if your house wasn't so cluttered. So we're going to use this in a sense of you are the house. Your emotions, the things you've been through, the problems that you have in your life, whatever that may be for you, right? Yo, we don't know your past, but whatever your past, the story that's written about you, right? You're still holding on to the things that hurt you so much that if God is trying to send you a blessing, or we'll put it in the sense of a house, he's trying to put a new couch in your house because you have nowhere to sit down and rest, Right? Mm-hmm. How can he put a new couch in there or put a new bed in there for you to rest when you got 150 other different mattresses, mattresses <laughs> of of emotions from anger towards your dad, emotions and anger towards old relationships, emotions and anger towards the people you work with. You mm-hmm. have no room to you have no no room. Yeah. Right. I know for me and my wife can attest to this is that we don't like a lot of stuff. We don't like a whole lot of junk everywhere. Like, I learned something psychologically that when you come home to a, a dirty house, your thoughts begin to get cluttered. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Like, you, you got so, like, when you see clutter, your mind starts to clutter. Like, yeah. You can't, you can't function. You just, like, life is just chaotic. But see, if you keep it simple and, and, and remove those things that you're going through, mm-hmm. just let them, God said, bring them to me. Yeah, sit them at my feet and let it go. Yeah, it's simple. Okay. It's a simple journey, man. So stop cluttering your house or yourself or your mind or your spirit with old thoughts. Though what happened to you is gone. That's good, bro. And I and I know for so many people, we like to take pride in holding those things. Well, this happened to me, so I'm I'm I. This is why I am the way that I am. I live because that for this happened time. to me. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. it makes no sense. Yes. Let's go ahead tonight. We're going we're gonna to stop this tonight because we're going <laughs> to take a step towards greatness, right? Yeah. Yes, it happened to you. You you good now? That's good, bro. Everybody know it happened. <laughs> right? So now, what are we going to do now? Are we going to keep adding more of those bad thoughts and feelings and past things into the new house? Or we're we going to do what the Bible said and be renewed. To be renewed means hey, it's time to change and get rid of some things. You ever did spring cleaning? My Ooh. aunt, bro, my aunt used to do spring cleaning, bro. When I say <laughs> I, hate, I hate it the month of April and May in Alabama because it'll be hot. And my aunt said, hey, Saturday morning. She don't even give us a warning on a Friday, on a Thursday. Mm. Saturday morning, I didn't. You know what I'm saying? They had a football game. I'm resting. Hey, get up. We got to do some cleaning. Spring cleaning. Bro, we cleaning out the, the uh, the, we call it a shed back in Alabama, but that's where you store stuff, guys. (laughs) But (laughs) we cleaning out the shed. I'm like, bro, I opened the door. I'm like, how we accumulated all this stuff? Mm, That's good. See, we had to clean it out. And once it's cleaned out, now you can go in and set up, set in there new things. That's good. Let's go, bro. Hey, 
That's good, man. I, I hope y'all unpack like what he said, and we're gonna go over a lot of what he said, man, because I got some things to add to what you were talking about, man. Because when you when you brought this one up, man, it, it, it hit me hard because a lot of us don't know that we we hoard, like we we watch people physically hoard stuff like you know, magazines and books and whatever, pets and cats and rats and dogs, whatever you hoarding, but like inside, like mentally, spiritually, like these yeah. emotions that we hoard become cluttered. And like you said, when you walk into a house that's like, like cluttered, you, you you start to run your mind. You don't know which way to go. Think about what you're doing if your mind is cluttered and you're going day by day. You're you're running. You don't even know what to do. You're not organized in your life, right? And like he said, man, you just gotta keep it simple and declutter. We're gonna talk a little bit about that. But I wanted to ask a couple questions, bro, to y'all yes, out there and to everybody as well, because this was a question that I was asking as I was writing this. Mm-hmm. What tiny possession, hurt, fear, problems, emotions, whatever it was, has turned into a mountain for you? Oh, like, you, you got to really think about this. Like we all want to get to, we all want to say, oh, I see the mountain. I see those people, the problems they're going through, the divorce, the, the counseling, the, the, the financial. Ooh. That's the mountain. That's the mountain. Yeah. But what was the tiny possession? What started it? That's what yeah. we need to get to. If you at the end of this, you need to get to what was the tiny possession that started the mountain? Was it yeah. the fear? Was it the what was the problem? Was it one argument that led to here? What Ooh. was it? Is a good one, right? So hey, you you gotta let it. You gotta add, answer that question for yourself, mm. and then that is what you need to ask God to remove. That is what mm. you need to ask. That is so good. Thank y'all for shouting out what it is for being humble, open, and transparent. God, right now, this ain't just for y'all. This is for everybody. Because somebody mm-hmm. else right now is feeling the same thing you need. And they need words from you of encouragement. So, bro, yeah. I had to, bro. I had to go That's there. Good, like, mine, like, mine, I always thought mine was pornography. But it wasn't pornography. That's the mountain. Mm-hmm. That's the mountain. Mine was what I was introduced to. It was mm-hmm. that where it started with, right? So mm-hmm. it, it, it all goes back. You got to find that one thing that's good, bro. And then another thing I had to ask, man, this is what really tricked mm-hmm. me out. I was imagining I was on the show and I was the host. And I walked in the house or whatever and been like, oh, my God, what in the world is going on? Mm-hmm. And you sitting there in the pile of whatever is being hoarded. I just asked y'all, what was the tiny possession? So keep that in your mind. I'm thinking about what it was. If the person who's hoarded, I always want to know, do you even remember the first? Can you even find the first thing now? What I'm trying to say is if someone hoarded, let's say they hoarded bottle caps or or magazines or whatever. they Can you find the first thing that started Mm. the hoarding? You can't even find the first thing no more because of the mountain that's around you. See, what I'm trying to say is if you don't start removing stuff like he said, you're never going to get to that first thing to to end the problem. All Mm. you're doing is continuing to work, and then you're going to add more. See, that's what I'm trying to If you can't even find the first thing, that's how you know it's time to get rid of it. That's what I'm bro. These questions blew my mind, bro. bro, I'm going to turn it over, bro. Cause I still got some more to hop up in here. Hey, bro, you ain't had to punch him in the mouth like that, man. Like that—that's just. Come on, man. This is a good, clean show. You know what I'm saying? Hey, I punched myself in the mouth, bro. Hey, but bro, like, 
That's a great question, bro. Like that's I I hope y'all caught those questions because those were life changing, like like completely life changing, right? Because what is the what is that thing that you hold into? Like recognize what it is. I know in, in, in the military, right, when it, when we're out to on the shooting range, right, you have to identify your target first before yep. you can just start the shooting. It makes no sense to just go out there and shoot. <laughs> so you identify what the issue is, right, or fix the, or identify what the problem is, and then you have a different way of attacking the problem when you know exactly what it is, mm, right? That. So the next thing what my brother just said to y'all, and that was so good. Do you remember what it was, the very first thing that started you on this journey? Like, I remember talking to uh, my brother, right? And he was talking to his counselor or, some, or pastor or somebody. And he was they were talking about marriage. And the question that he got asked is, when you have an argument, are you guys arguing about what the issue is? Oh, that's or good. are you arguing about something else? Mm-hmm. Because if you're not talking about the issue, how are you going to solve the problem? Mm, yeah, true. So my brother just asked y'all, what was the first thing that happened? And we've been piling and hoarding so long that you don't even remember what the first thing was. Hmm. You remember what the first thing was this morning? Yeah. Or 15 minutes ago when you got out, got in traffic and somebody swerved in front of you. <laughs> And I'd upset at you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you don't remember when you were we were a kid and somebody beat you up. So now you feel like you feel attacked and have to protect yourself. And you felt like your dad was never there for you. Mm-hmm. See, that's the deep rooted part that leads to all the destruction in life. That leads to your habits. Because if you don't know, hoarding is a habit. Yeah. <laughs> it goes in your spiritual life. When you hoard those problems and you try to take care of them yourself and don't give them to God and you keep doing it and keep doing it, now you created a habit. That's good, bro. Like, I I want to go to the part where you were talking about, um, of course, if we got clutter and you, you talked about how we need to clean it up. Okay, so, yo, that's it. You, you're right. You need to clear up the clutter. Like, yeah. if you don't clear up the clutter, then nothing happens. Like you said, you don't have room. You don't have room to bring anything in, right? Yeah, you don't have room to like bring anything in. You don't have room to bring in that new uh, couch so you can rest. You don't have none of that, right? Yeah. But I, it made me start thinking about like a barbecue, and you know how like after the barbecue barbecue's done, everybody's making a plate. They didn't grab the um. Imagine yeah. like grabbing like the not the like a paper plate, but like the um the the plastic. Star. Yeah, oh, plastic, okay. you know, the plastic containers, right? Yeah. Now yeah. think about that. If you if you fill up your entire like container you don't got room to put anything else right so what do you do you grab another container to get more food that you want what i'm trying to say is if you if you don't clear the clutter you can't even compartmentalize like anything in your life you can't compartmentalize right making a plate to go like you can't you don't have no compartments left so you grab another one so you do know you do this in your real life too right if you don't got enough room because of the clutter. What do you do? You grab another marriage that God didn't say that was oh, good. Oh my God! Right? You create useless soul ties. Oh, you can go in the DMs or oh. you grab another one 
you grab another compartment is what I'm trying to tell you. See, wow. the, the compartment you had wasn't, it wasn't big enough. You didn't have no room. So what you thought was the best thing to do is let me grab another compartment so I can add my stuff to their compartment. See, what I'm trying to tell y'all, that's not the way to clear. You can't clear like that. You can't grab another one until you clear your own compartments. Oh, I know that hurt a lot of people because it hurt me when I was uh, reading it. I'm being humble. I got, I tell my wife all the time, we are, this marriage is meant to be. We are, mm-hmm. it's, it's God sake now. But in the beginning, I got into something because I thought I needed another compartment to mm-hmm. help me what it was going on. We didn't have, we didn't have the third wheel in our two thing we was going into. See, what I'm trying to tell y'all is stop grabbing other Stop grabbing other containers just because they got another compartment. You can't fill it up. You can't do that. You got to clear out your own compartments first. And I know for a lot of y'all, that hurts. But that's good. That's good that it hurts because now you're going to take focus on it and you're going to say, you know what? I ain't grabbing another compartment. Mm. I got to keep it real, bro. Got to keep it real. Hey, bro. Hey, man. You, you just use his own one tonight, huh? Yep. <laughs> gonna hey, let God man. use you. <laughs> hey, got you. Hey, but that's so true, man. Like that is so true because I'm, I've, I've done it, right? Yeah, everybody has. A man, a man, a man, being married three. This is my third time, third and done. That's it. This ain't no more, baby. I just need you to know if you're listening. This is it. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> but I've done that in relationship after relationship. That was my biggest thing. Like I had to. And it's crazy when I got here, bro, you know, I started counseling and the lady and I say in a matter of five to 10 minutes helped me identify why I was in so many terrible relationships, yeah. why I was like just going from woman to woman to woman. Right. <laughs> and uh, she helped me identify that it was I was trying to fix my stepmom and my stepdad that 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 hurt me mm. with relationships. That's good. Right? I was trying to fix every woman because I was still hurting from that. So that was the first thing, but because I was building and piling on relationship after relationship, hurting women after hurting women, that I couldn't realize that was the main reason why Ooh. I was doing it. <laughs> but what I do, I kept picking up Another container. I'm gonna get with this chicken. I'm gonna get with that chicken. I'm. Gonna, I was. I got so many containers. You don't. God only gave you two hands. I don't know about y'all. I don't know how to juggle. Right. Imagine juggling big boulders in your life. Yeah. At some point, you can carry one boulder. It's gonna get. It's gonna. You're gonna get tired after a while. Your hands are gonna start to drop. Then you can't carry it no more. We call that chaos, depression, whatever name you want to give it. But see, you gotta stop. Picking up all them plates, man. Yeah. Hey, put them plates down. <laughs> Get That's you one. good, bro. Get out of there, man. <laughs> like, you got to understand, man, that, like, clearing the clutter helps you gain a deeper appreciation for things that are most important to you. Like, mm-hmm. that's what, like, he, he talked about it earlier. You got to understand, like, look look at it like this. If the house was cluttered and all this stuff, when you start decluttering, you start to find things that were important to you. Like, oh, I don't I didn't know that I didn't know that this picture was still here. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that I can sit right here and take a break and rest when I come in the house. 
That's why like cluttering makes you appreciate the most important things around you. That family, that marriage, those relationships, mm-hmm. your your joy, your peace. That's why decluttering is per- like it, it's important. But yeah. as you're decluttering and you start to pick up things and you and and you start questioning it, right? Because we all do it, we question it. Here's a couple of things I want you to remember. If you ever start questioning about what you're cluttering, ask yourself two things. When was the last time I used it? And do I really need it? Yeah. That's important. Because if you ask those questions when you're decluttering and and those questions come back like, I really don't think I do, it's time to throw it away. Time to get rid of it. So good. Time to get rid of it. Fellas, I mean, get married. Like, you remember how they used to talk about it on Martin and everything? They had the episode with the Lit Black book. And like, (laughs) Tommy was talking through his and everything like that. You don't really need it. Get rid of it. Like, that's what I'm trying to tell you. When was the last time I used it? Like, when was the last time that I used this control that helped me? I don't need it. You know what I'm saying? When was the last time I used, or when was the last time I used, like, anything that you're going through those possessions that helped you? If you don't need it, it's time to let it go. That's how you pick and choose. Make your piles. Make your piles like, yep, don't need it. It's time to get rid of that stuff, man. Like, bro, like, oh, man, this this jump off right now is, like, so good, bro. And I know, I know we going into it, but it's what we're talking about right now is very simple. simple. It's simple, man. Yeah. And that's what God is asking to it. Like we said from the, the, the beginning of the verse, if you can't kiss it goodbye, mm. you can't follow me. That, it, it's tied right into it. If you can't kiss those possessions goodbye, you can't follow me. That's what God is talking about, bro. Now, a lot of people will ask, well, where is it in the Bible, Jamarcus? Like, I don't think that's Bible talking. Okay, cool. That's right. You you may got me wrong. Like Proverbs <laughs> like 15, 16. Better a little with the fear of the Lord than great wealth with turmoil. Ooh, there you go. That's Bible. Yeah, we can close that up now, right? Bam. There you go. Like everything that's coming, the like God's gonna give it to you, bro. So I wanted to like I wanted to hit that at the end, bro. Like you got something else to like tag on that one. Hey, bro, it's it's simple. I mean, this is what it is. Like, hey, put it down. Yeah, that's that word, bro. Simple. Just put it down, man. Like, you can't carry it with. Uh, fellas, are like, we gonna have some real talk, ladies? Y'all can stay here, but I'm I'm talking directly to the fellas, right? And this is something that used to play in my mind while I was in the midst of doing chaos, right? Okay. What is the point of having all these relationships, sleeping with all these women? What's the point? What did you get from it? That's good, bro. You know what I got? Thoughts of suicide. I sat there and wondered, like, why did I ever think of? I never thought about this. Terrible. But I was, Man, but, I was but I was dating a chick that did. Why did I start feeling depressed? I was dating a chick that did. See, you don't understand the things that you are bringing into your house will start mm. to seep into you, right? Y'all ever seen like an old magazine sitting on some leather? About two, three months. Maybe let's say it got wet a little bit. You start seeing the condition of the leather change. Mm, that's good. It's, right? You pick up the magazine and there's a stain left. Ooh. It's the same thing, fellas. <laughs> you hit, you smash that chick. There's a stain left. And I ain't talking about the happy stain. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about you don't know what's on her spirit. 
you don't know the things that she's been through. But now you're starting to have thoughts and feelings. And you're like, where did this come from? The sustained residue left on you. That's good, bro. Let's go. I mean, hey, hey. A lot of people don't want to hear it. A lot of people don't want to keep it real. But hey, I hey, that's good. That 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 right there is a lot of conversation. That I mean, there's no safe place to talk about it at, man. Mm-hmm. There's no safe place for like for us to come and not be like, you know what I'm saying? Like to be judged. Everybody's afraid mm-hmm. of being judged by mm-hmm. anybody, like everybody yeah. and anybody. So you don't you don't really say how you feel, but like what he just said is like so important because you you're bringing in more clutter. You're bringing in more clutter. On top of the clutter that you already got, now you you done added different possessions to the clutter. At first, you was just hoarding magazines. Now you done added cats and dogs to it. Like now you got to <laughs> figure out more stuff to it, bro. So hey, yeah, 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 it's a good one, bro. I wanted to go on and 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 now you know after we didn't wreck child house up a little bit, I want to talk a little bit more about some <laughs> some things with some different colors, but it's the same <laughs> thing though. But have you ever thought about like when you when you see a rainbow? Like out, like you see a rainbow in the sky and everybody get all happy. They be like, oh my God, it's a rainbow. Looks mm-hmm. so pretty and all yeah. that. I, I got something to tell y'all, man. <laughs> if you want a rainbow, you got to have rain. Mm. Like I'm going to let that line sink in a little bit. If you want the rainbow, you got to have rain. So what I'm trying to tell you is if you want the happiness, the, the joy and all that, there's going to be some storms and trials and tribulations before that. Like, and I know you don't believe me, but we always ask for the miracles all the time, but we don't expect, we don't expect like what's to come with it. We don't expect the problems and stuff to come with it. The storms to come with it. See the miracle ain't coming without a trial or a storm before it. Like if you go through the Bible and you start seeing when God was doing certain things, like when he fed the thousands and thousands, there was a problem before that. They didn't have enough to feed. That was a situation. There was a problem. If Jesus wasn't there, there'd have been a lot of hungry people sitting there. That's what I'm trying to tell y'all. Like, like to get to the rainbow, you got to have rain. Without rain, there is no rainbow. Without no trials or tribulations, there's no testimony. Like, the testimony is what the miracle is. So that's what I'm trying to tell y'all. We get so caught up on the miracles and the and the joy and the vibrant colors and all this, but we don't want the rain. Like you gotta get the rain to get the to get the rainbow, right? Mm-hmm. And it takes you back, like legit. If you don't believe me, you can literally go to the Bible because it's in there, right? And mm-hmm. they talk about like Genesis, like 9, 13 to 14. It's literally God promising us under covenant with a sign of what? A rainbow. He put a rainbow in the sky to say, hey, I'll never flood y'all again, whatever, whatever. So after that entire storm, he showed us a rainbow. That's what I'm trying to tell y'all. If you want the rainbow, you got to see the rain, bro. But the crazy thing, bro, I wanted to act like get into that's really, really good. Mm -hmm. Get in there. The question that I think I know I ask and a lot of people may ask, well, what if it what if the rain, the trials, what if they don't stop? What do, what do I do? What if it just keep raining? Man, well, I'll good. tell you what to do. You need to get in the Bible because the Bible tells us what to do. It rained on Noah for 40 days and 40 nights. Now, when I was a kid, I used to try to add that up and find out how long that was. I was like, is it 80 or is it like a full 40? Like, I'm confused. Like, they didn't really break this down. But I did some research. All that really meant is that it rained for a long time. 
So the entire <laughs> long time, it just rained constantly. Yeah. And it wasn't a break in it. It was a constant rain. So it kept raining. So what did they do while it was raining? They rolled the waves. You know, Beyonce, surfboard. Nah, I'm just, just playing, just playing. They did not do that. What they did was they stayed afloat by using what God equipped them with. Oh, my oh, goodness. They stayed afloat yeah. with what God equipped them with. They built the ark. That's what God equipped Noah with. That's how they stayed afloat for the 40 days. So what am I trying to tell you? While you're waiting on the rainbow to shine, for the sun to come out, you better be equipped with what God what God gave you to stay afloat. Because if you take it off, you're drowning, and you ain't going to never see a rainbow. If you're underwater, it always looks like it's raining. That's what I'm trying to tell you. You got to be above the water to see the rainbow. So you better stay afloat with what God equipped you with. Man, this good, bro. This good. This man, my, bro- my brothers just told y'all, y'all got to be awful, man. <laughs> hey, you better know somebody at Atlantis. <laughs> but, hey, bro, that's so, hey, man, that's, that's that one hit, bro. Like, Bro, I'm, I remember you took me back to a video I did, and yeah, it was like back 2016, 2017. A lot of people didn't know what I was going through at that time. Um, we had uh, my boy, my brother, uh, Charles Hayes on, he yeah, kind of yeah, gave yeah. a glance back on uh, one of our old podcasts. But during that time, I did a video, right? I was driving mm-hmm. in Norfolk and it started to rain. And as I was driving, I started seeing a lot of cars pulled over to the side. I'm like, what's going on? I'm like, it's just rain. Like, it was a hard rain. Yeah. Like, you know, what they say, the white rain, you can't really see is the white yeah, rain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know what I'm saying? The thing about what, what God said to me is that he said, Eric, if you stop, the rain is going to keep coming. But if you stop, you'll never get through it. Mm, that's good. That's but if, good. But if you keep going, what's on the other side of the ring? The sunshine. Yeah. So everybody just like we just like the people that didn't believe Noah. Noah said it was gonna rain. We ain't never seen rain never in our life. Storms are gonna come. God said this many a times in the Bible. Yeah. But we get in the midst of the storm. We start doing like the disciples did, Jesus. Hey, Jesus, man. Hey, wake up, man. Hey, it's raining. Hey, storms are bad. Waves are crashing. Man, hey, my kids are cutting up. My husband cheating on me. My, my finances is bad. I'm doing my, the people at work coming. Those are just storms. Yeah. But see, what? What? Who? The opera, the orchestra, or, the uh, the contractor, the orchestrator of life was doing what? Mm, that's good, bro. Come on. You sleep on the boat, right? So you got to understand, like, if you in the midst of a storm, walk through that thing. Keep going. Yeah. Don't stop. Because when you stop, that's when you, <laughs> that's when everything is going to start to hit you. You're going to start going, cluttering all those bad habits again. You're going to start picking those old habits back up. You're going to start bringing in new old bad habits, right? You're going to mm, start bringing in bad habits of others. See, you collecting all this stuff, yeah, 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 that ain't good for you. Because if you on the water, you are gonna see rain all the time. If you're putting more stuff in your boat, because guess mm-hmm. what, your boat gonna sink. That's good, see, bro. But see, as you start to let things go, you start to pick up a little speed, right? We see mm-hmm. me and my brother in the navy. Trust me, y'all ain't really seen a storm. 
<laughs> y'all ain't y'all ain't seen no 20, 30, 40, 50 foot swells, man. Until you see that, you ain't been through no storm, right? So then y'all know. But you know what we do in the midst of a storm on a ship? We keep going. We ride the wave. Yep. <laughs> the Bible said it. We ride that thing. We ride it. I'm talking about y'all have no clue. It's like being on the worst roller coaster in life. I ain't never, I ain't even know I could turn green and I'm I'm a, I'm a tackle it black man. You know what I'm saying? I, I turn green. Right, but hey, we rode the wave, and that's what. And then it was still water, man. Psalms twenty three. He he leads me beside still waters. Woo, that's good, bro. Let's go, man. Man, I hope y'all heard that ver- that verse he just said. He leads me beside still waters. Like God is always gonna get you back to still waters. Like man, that's good, dude. Like I, I need y'all to know when he was talking about like riding the waves and. Thinking about it like at a roller coaster, I remember I did like a living water with this one. Um, you gotta have your hands up on the highs and the lows. Like when you're going up on that roller coaster, like everybody, that's when everybody put their hands up. Like, oh, as soon as that drop happened, everybody, whoa, nah. <laughs> you gotta have your hands up on the highs and the lows. Like, yeah, you gotta be ready for them because they're coming. Like, that's yeah. what I'm trying to like. This is what this whole thing about it is, and this is why we're talking about keeping it simple. Like, the yeah. simple part of this is. It's just knowing, it's just knowing that there's sunshine on the yeah. other side. Like right. if you, if, if I don't know, ain't nobody may not be following weather or you may not never wanted to study about it, but rain clouds move. <laughs> rain clouds are going one way. I remember when I was a little kid, I used to love to see the rain coming towards me. Mm-hmm. I used to try to outrun the rain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you something. You're not faster than the rain that's coming. That's good. That's good. This is when I was a kid and the rain would catch me. As an adult, I'm not faster than the storm that's coming. As much Bible I read, as much verses I may know, as much righteous as my many podcasts I may know, I still can't outrun the storm that's coming. The Mm, thank you, God. Good, bro. Disciples were on the boat with Jesus himself, the man of all mans, the man who turned water to wine, who did everything. And guess what? They still could not run the storm that was coming. So I'm here to tell you, no matter what you're doing, the storm is coming. See, the only thing is, if the storm is going this way, you need to be going that way because it's faster for you to see the sunlight if you go through it. Like he just mm, said, that's good. the opposite direction, the storm coming. You'll get to the sunlight just a little bit faster, and that's then so you'll good. see your rainbow. But I wanted to talk a little bit about another thing that's simple about rainbows that got me. That's bro, so good, bro. You ever notice that, like, um, with with rainbows, right? With the with the vibrant, beautiful colors on the other side, that's the joy, the peace, yeah. and all that, right? For the rainbow to happen, the light which we'll say is God, got to go through something simple. It got to go through something clear, just a clear color. Clear to me reminds me of simple. Ain't nothing spectacular about clear. So you telling me the light, which is God, got to go through something clear and simple, which should be us. And then on the other side, you get the rainbows, the joy, the peace. It's Mm -hmm. simple. The more you clear, the more light comes through. And joy and peace is on the other side. My God, my God, I'm trying to tell y'all. It's a simple equation. The more you clear, the more light that can come through, 
So joy and peace, the rainbows can be on the other side so that mm. other people, it ain't even for you, yeah, so for that you. other people can see it. Yeah, yeah. Mm, bro. I, yeah, that's so perfect. <sighs> We're going to go back to the house. If you got all these books, magazines, all this stuff piled up in your house, how can you? How can the sunlight come through? Like Ooh, it's gonna be dark in your house. Mm, you, ever, yeah. you ever been in somebody's house that they don't never open up the blinds? It just feel like a cloud of gloominess in there. Like it's just, it's just, it's just sad. It's like your energy goes down, right? Yeah. But when you let the sun, it's something about like when you come from a dark place into the sun, it's refreshing. It, it, like your eyes get to be like you get awakened by the sun That's good, and it hits yeah. your skin it's just you get this energy out of nowhere right like it's good for us to as scientifically to be in the light yeah to be in the sun yeah like you should get sun in your life every day yeah some of you light skin dudes get in the sun yeah yeah man so y'all can get out your emotions man you're cluttered <laughs> with no lighting <laughs> But you gotta let that sun in, man. You gotta open your your you gotta unclutter un what my brother said, declutter your mind, declutter yeah. your spirit, declutter your heart. It whew, it starts there first. Yeah, that's true. Big fact. Once you once you declutter that heart to even forgive somebody, yeah, big fact. Now you can recognize this was the issue. Now I can let it go. Let, let this new light come in. Mm, that's good. Because God going to bring some new light. The moment you let go, God is bringing some new light to your life. Yeah. And it's, amen. That's good, bro. <laughs> bro, I, 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 like the next thing I wanted to hop into, bro, I, I was sitting up here and, you know, I had whatever, whatever written up. And I was like, man, I'm going to like display this out to everybody so they can understand in a tangible way. Right. Mm hmm. I don't know if everybody remember this Luda song. It was "Grew Up to Screw Up," right? It was one of my, it was one of my favorite songs. And hey, man, that beat listen, hard. yeah, it did, bro. That beat was Nat Jeezy was on. It was a, oh, yeah. it was a great song, bro. Yeah, but it, I want y'all to know the word can come to y'all in so many different avenues and ways. It can come through somebody talking, come through a phone call, a text message. It can come through like listening to, watching a movie, and you hear something that reminds you, right? So mm -hmm. as I as I was listening to the song, man, I went and got the lyrics and I was like, bro, he was talking about how he went from nothing to something. Right. And they had a couple of lines in there that like, you know, made me stand mm -hmm. out. He was like, reach your hands up in the air and play with the stars. It's not the hand you dealt, but how you plan your cards. And earlier we were just talking about what we hoard. Right. And like. And you brought up like what happened to you in the past. It happened. Mm -hmm. It's not about the hand you dealt. It's about how you play your cards. You could have been bet like dealt a bad hand and still win the game. How you play your card? Because on the other side, somebody could have been dealt a great hand and don't know how to play the game. Whew. And you lose them. We're talking about spades here. If you really want to get into the dominoes, whatever it is. Like, if somebody don't know how to play the hand they dealt, I don't care how good the hand is. You can beat them. I've seen mm -hmm. it done before. I've done it before. Like, that's what I'm saying, bro. So this, this thing, this grew up, a screw up made me think about it. 
it made me start thinking about what happened to us and our childlike faith. Like, mm. what happened? Like, it's so simple. And it made me go to 1 Corinthians 13, 1, bro. And mm. it literally, I think we, I think we kind of messed it up. We read this when it said, when I was a child, I spoke and thought and reasoned as a child. But when I grew up, I put away childish things. So I think in our head, and I'm just going to go off of me, we thought that, oh, we, we don't need to act like a child. We need to grow up, right? We need to grow up and be perfect. We need to grow up and don't, don't realize things no more. And we grew up and we forgot we were supposed to, like, we were going to screw up. Like, we grew up thinking that we we're, were not going to screw up, that everything yeah. we are doing was going to be perfect. And yeah. God is like, whoa, I never said that at all. Like, I know 1 Corinthians says to not speak like a child. That means that you need to watch your tongue because your tongue is like fire to a forest. Mm. So you need to make that grow up. Mm. He said, I know I told you to grow up with your reasoning because yeah, yeah. your child reasoning can be swayed. You don't got the wisdom yet. Like in Proverbs 4, 6, 7, right? Where it literally tells us, like where it really literally tells us that wisdom is one of the best things you can ever get. So, yeah, you need to grow up and you need to not be childish in your speaking, not be childish in your your reasoning. But I never said your faith was supposed to grow up. Mm. I never said that because it it confused me again, bro, because in Matthew, if you go to Matthew, it tells you like he was talking about in Matthew, like uh, 18, one, two. And they asked him, who is the one in the kingdom of heaven that you will stand when he was like, if you can't be like this child that's standing like right now next to me you ain't ready so he like i don't want to get that they asked him who's gonna be the greatest in the kingdom and he brought a child up and he said if you can't be like this child standing right here next to me you ain't gonna be ready for heaven that's where the whole childlike faith things come from see we have grew up but we forgot that we were gonna screw up and we took away the childlike faith that we were going to get out of it. Mm. We took it, the simple thing away. Like, your faith was not supposed to go up. Children don't have control over their lives, but they're okay. Like, they're okay. Like, if you think about this. If you ever been to a funeral as a kid, bro, and somebody passed mm-hmm. away, I remember being a kid. Most of the time, I was like, oh, man, this is sad. I, I feel bad. But I'm going to play with my cousins. Yep. Because the preacher said that everything's going to be okay. I heard yeah. my grandma say joy comes in the morning. Yeah. So it's time to play. Yeah. But as we can become adults, right? And I'm speaking for myself too. When my grandma died and I got older, it, it took a lot. Pain takes a lot. We forget the childlike faith when something bad happens, that mm-hmm. joy is going to come in the morning. Ooh, that's good. Bro, childlike faith. Hey, bro. So... You were talking about childlike faith. It takes me back to what most people in the church and most people today say, right? Uh-huh. And I hope this changed somebody's life. They always say, hey, you need to mature in your faith. But is that what God said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. God said you need to have faith like this child right here. You need to, like, like how children believe. Yes. If you say it, that's concrete to them. Yeah. Big facts. Guess what, 
my daddy said. That's what people, that's what kids do. They don't say, well, I think my daddy gonna do nothing. Nah. My daddy said, oh, my mommy said, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you can't do that. Well, my daddy said I can, you know what I mean? A little disrespectful kid. They <laughs> look neck into it. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, they just, even Jesus gave us another example. He got baptized as a young man and he told the devil, it my is father. written, Ooh. my father. Man. See, that's childlike faith. Mm, we forget that. We turn it into this adult thing. Like we, bro, I remember you was telling me about you and your wife, man, and how y'all was like, you first got married, you thought you had to change up from what got y'all to marriage. You had to change up. Yeah, when yeah. we married, we can't have fun no more. Yeah. And we do the same things in our in our walk with God. You got to still, you got to have that child life. If God said it, Tell that enemy. My daddy said, "Yeah, that it is written with, with the crook in the neck." All, with all that, the, my, the hey, hey devil, my daddy said, <laughs> <laughs> "Like that's a that's that childlike faith." Because a child, once you tell them what it is, it's gone. They done. Hey, cool. That's what it is. We on to the next thing. Why do we sit here in this place in life and continue to hold these things? Mm, that's good. God wants you to let. He said, "Hey." Give them to me. We don't want to do that. We like the little kid, and we go to the example all the time, the little kid with the little bear crying because God, God is asking, hey, give me that. Because behind, because what I have for you is far greater. Yeah. So for the person that's holding on to something, we're going to go back to earlier. It happened to you. Mm-hmm. Okay? But see, your father has something greater to give you. Yeah. That's good, bro. See, that's it. See, in that storm, you're like, that's when the sunlight come out. But you are too busy stopping collecting these things and not moving forward in life. So you can't get to the sunshine. Yeah. And guess what? God is not a God that's not going to wait on you. He's going to wait. But he said, you know what? While you, I know, okay, Eric is about to go through about four years of depression. I'll be back to him in 20, uh, 2020 when he's ready. Yeah. See, I know what he's going to do. But see, his faith is too mature right now. You ever met a person that was too mature? We call them like, man, why are you so uppity and stuck up, man? Like, they're yeah. no fun. Yeah. But a person to them that has a lot of fun, laughing, joking, they're childish. Yeah. So yeah, let's bro. let's be childish in our faith. <laughs> right? Yeah. When the enemy comes, start laughing. <laughs> you tried. My daddy said. Yeah. Be, be like that in your faith, man. Yeah, I think like I think you said something earlier about how the church like says like uh, you need maturing your faith. I think a, a a lot of it has the word faith has turned like what is like meant like when when they're saying that they they make it seem like oh I need to mature in my faith so I need to read more. That's what everybody thinks. Mm-hmm. Oh, I need to read more. I need to start praying more. And God is like, well, that that that's not faith. That that's not faith. That's that's an action. Mm-hmm. Faith is. It literally in Hebrews, it's the hope. It's the mm-hmm. hope of something in confidence. So, like your faith needs to stay childlike. The reason why I'm saying it is, you know, do a simple magic trick with a kid by just having a quarter and doing it behind his ear. If you do it with a kid, their eyes light up. They're like, "Oh my god, that's the greatest magic trick I ever seen." Do that with an adult. An adult gonna look at you like you're stupid. Like, bro, why are you touching my ear in the first place? <laughs> 
First of all, the magistrate, you ain't do nothing. You stay in your hand. They're going to try to break down everything about the magistrate. Yeah. yeah. And on yeah. top of it, you know what else they're going to try to do? They're going to try to tell you how to do the magic trick better. That's what we do with God with our grown-up Ooh, faith. That's hey, good. God, that, that miracle you trying to do, I know you're trying to get me in this job. Uh, I got a better way of doing that. I'm just going to write my own application and yeah. talk to this other person and get put on. And next thing you know, you in something that you wasn't even supposed to be at or a job that you wasn't even supposed to be in. See, simple magic tricks don't work with adults because our childlike faith, we didn't taught it to grow up. That's why when you hear the word, uh, you need to have faith like a mustard seed and you can move a mountain, you halfway believe it because you're like, a mountain can't move if I tell it to move. That's because you don't got childlike faith. You let your adult faith take over. You listen to this mature, you need to mature your faith and you thought, that means that I need to read more and grow up more. And that ain't what that means when they're talking about that. God says you need to be like a child standing next to him because they're innocent. They believe everything. They put their trust. A child put their trust in other people and they're okay with it. They're okay with it. If the child gets in a car, they they buckle their seatbelt and they're going for a ride. They don't Man. say nothing. They're no backseat riders. They don't say anything. They just know you're taking them from point A to point B, and they're okay. Adults, we get in. Slow down. Stop. Watch that car. Hey, you, <laughs> you want to drive for me? No, nah, I don't want to drive, but you can watch what you're doing. See, that's what I'm trying oh, to tell you. Man. You didn't mature so much that you ain't even believing in your own faith. You're literally, you're literally analyzing your own faith with adult faith. That's what yeah. you do. But with childlike faith, just keeping it simple, you can follow Jesus. That's what he's talking about in that verse. If you are ready to let go of plans, let go of adult faith, let go of uh, storms and all of this, and you can kiss all those things goodbye, you can follow me. If not, man, that's all I got, bro. That's all I got, dude. That's it, bro. Yo, I hope y'all caught all of that, man. Yo. Golly, I'm trying to find this verse, man, and it's it's one of my favorite yeah. uh, verses, bro. And um, <sighs> y'all need going about do your own research, right? <laughs> Go read it for yourself. Find it. It's in there. But it says, "Man makes the plan, yeah. God orders the steps." Mm. Meaning that no matter what you talking about. God already got it planned out. Done deal. You just have to only have the childlike faith to believe. <laughs> just believe it. If God said it, if your daddy said it, believe it. <sighs> Gotta be high, open, and transparent. <laughs> <laughs> Earlier this week, you know, I, I y'all already know I put it out very transparent. My son, mama, we don't get on. And not in the form of I dislike her. She she probably do dislike me, but that's okay. We just don't see eye to eye on things, right? As parents, right now, and right now we're going through a season where my son is upset. I can't talk to him, and we don't agree on how to handle the situation right now. Yeah, and I'm gonna be a, a hundred with y'all. I've been going through this since he he's seven. I've been going through this for seven years. And I just broke down and just cried out like, God, I can't do it. I just can't do it no more. Like, I can't take it. Take this from me. Yeah. 
right? And my wife called. She was headed to go study for a test. She called. I had no words. All I could do was cry. She said, I'm coming home. I was like, I still don't have no words. She got here, and you know what she did? She reminded me to have childlike faith. Mm, that's good. Bro. She said, God's promise is his promise. Period. You I, I guess y'all thought it. No. Y'all thought y'all thought it was gonna be a billboard or something glamorous, but no, God's promise is his promise. And the moment she put the period on the sentence, I was better. Yeah. You know what? You're right. I can't argue with that. See, as adults, we try to argue with logic, feelings, and emotion. But a child, they like, okay. <laughs> okay, ready daddy. To ready to go play. Let's go. Yeah, I'm ready to go play. Like, let's let's go out here and play in life and share these testimonies with people to let them know, like, hey, guess what? Got some good news. Good news is daddy said it's going to be all right. Yeah, big facts. That's good right there, bro. <laughs> so to go back again, it happened to you. We acknowledge that. Okay. We good. Yep. Good now. Feel better? Cool. It went, you went through it. It's the sun is coming. And your daddy said that it's coming. Mm, the promise. Good. Your daddy gave you a promise. The promise is the promise. That's good. God, God word never comes back, boy. Point blank period. <laughs> I don't. It's simple, right? We can't, we we just broke it down simple. You acknowledge that you've been hurt. All you gotta do is let it go. The sun is coming, and you already said that ain't my. <laughs> I said, bro, keep it keep it simple, man. That's 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 good, bro. I I really don't have anything else, man. Other than like, I know I know it it. it it's so simple, guys. I'm telling you, it's so simple, but it's a hard feat. It's a hard feat to go. And like the main thing I really want to talk about, and he just talked about it at the end, was you got to use what you were equipped with to stay afloat, man. So use your resources, use use your Bible, use the the good people in your life around you, get you a good community. But it is very simple. Keep it simple. Stop trying to do so much and extra work that God is saying, I don't need all that. I don't need all that. Just need you to declutter, keep it simple, clear out some stuff, and that's it, man. Oh, it's good, bro. Hey, my closing words: the greatest player in basketball. I don't care what level, pros to the to the amateurs to kid leagues. The the best and simplest game plan is always the pick and roll. Yeah, right. You got the ball. Somebody comes and screens. Either you got a better shot. Or you can pass it off, and the score is still gonna happen. Yeah, right. So you can let God come into your life, right? Block all the stuff that you're going through, because then you can go around it through God. You can either shoot your shot because God cleared the way for you, or you can pass it off to Him and let Him do the work. That's good. I like that. Woo! Simple, 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 simple. So, hey, man, we got nothing else for you. We thank y'all for joining. If you're new to the channel, please subscribe. Please hit the bell on YouTube. Subscribe. We drop this heat every week to get these gems and refresh nuggets so that y'all can keep it simple. 
Yeah. <laughs> right. We on Facebook. Join the Bro Talk Facebook page. Like, love, share. And hey, man, until next time, be blessed. Keep it simple. <laughs> <laughs>